together. And of course, the number one thing was not generating enough revenue to sustain their own profitable business. And right. we all know the um, stat that black women um, entrepreneurs are the fastest growing industry. But when it comes to generating revenue, we lag far behind. So I wanted Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is Build Your Profitable Business in Just Four Weeks. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. Our podcast retreat is happening August 31st, 2019 from September 1st, 2019. Come out and learn how to get crystal clear on how to scale your business. We will have social media workshops, brand strategy sessions, affirmation and manifestation sessions, and to close, brunch at one of the hottest spots in downtown Atlanta. Now, Avery State, what if you could build your business part-time without having a large social media following, posting on social media every day, or producing a ton of free content? What if you could be visible without being overwhelmed and balancing your full-time job? Here is a secret. You can. Hello, Avery, and thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. I'm super happy to have you here today and talk to you about how to build a profitable brand. So let's just get right into it. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship and how you got started? Yes, um, we'll be happy to, and thank you so much for having me. Um, I always have to start with the story about entrepreneurship began when I was a little girl selling Girl Scout cookies door-to-door and also, as I call, peddling my bath salts to my mother's friends. So it's always been ingrained in me, and even though I went to college for political science, I knew I would always come back to entrepreneurship. So I had a a boutique called Avir SL, and it was a clothing boutique and handbags. And so that was successful, and then I put it away, went to college, went to grad school, started working for the government. And then I was thinking about my second business idea, but I realized that not a lot of minority entrepreneurs had the resources that they needed. So then I started Black Business Connect. And so that was basically, of course, there's so many black business directories, so I wanted it to be more than a business directory. And so that's what gave birth to Black Business Connect. And then, going, which I'll speak about later, I realized the importance of catering specifically to my target market. So I realized that 70% of my target market were women, and that's how Black Women Moguls, my most recent platform, began. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it, Avery. And, I mean, you mentioned something um, so profound because I know a lot of people in business, you know, they get in business, they get really excited, and they feel like, you know, they can sell to anyone and everyone, which, I mean, I'm not knocking anyone's dreams, you know, the stars, the limits, and beyond that. However, what was it like for you or what struggles or delays do you feel like um, hindered your business without knowing who your ideal target market was? It was um, a very big hindrance. Um, 
not knowing my target audience, of course, like I said, you're trying to appeal to everyone's interest. So that's how your message gets a little muddled because no one knows if you're speaking to this specific person or is my product or service for you. So it is right. important to narrow down your target market. And I will say with the Black Woman Moguls platform, it has been the easiest transition enhancing my visibility because I know who my target market is. I know their pain points and I know what they need. And it's always an um, an evolving process. So it's not just one time um, because your audience evolves as you evolve. So I constantly ask them, what do you need in your business? How can we help? And that helps me to create um, fresh content and enhance my own visibility. Right, yeah, and I definitely think, and I want to lightly touch on it because it is important for people, you know, to know who their ideal customer is, the avatar of their customer. That way, you know, they can sell these products and services that they're offering. So that brings me to my next question. What was the vision behind Black Women Mogul? Was there a need that you saw in, like, businesses, or was there a lack that you saw? Um, What started this whole um, brand? Yes. Um, I Before I started Black Women Moguls, I did a survey to my Black Business Connect target market specifically for women to see what were their pain points, um, what their pain points were. And, of course, the number one thing was not generating enough revenue to sustain their own profitable business. And right. we all know the um, stat that Black women um, entrepreneurs are the fastest-growing industry But when it comes to generating revenue, we lag far behind. So I wanted to start Black Women Locals to address that issue, to give women the tools that they needed to to get a strong foundation in their own business. And it's kind of actually evolved from just that, but also, of course, being an empowerment piece. I've shared my story several times with other individuals about how I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and for the longest, I was afraid to tell my story. But as soon as I shared my story with my black woman mogul followers, I was so surprised to realize how many individuals were going through their own personal battles and how my story encouraged them to speak up, share their story, and realize that they can still achieve great things. Right, right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, I love to teach people how to design a business around the lifestyle that they desire. Why is this so important? I feel it's important because as well in today's society, we see entrepreneurship everywhere, but a lot of people think that they have to give up their nine-to-five job to pursue this entrepreneur lifestyle, but you can have both until you're ready to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, or if you don't want to, that's okay. Get all of your coins. But I wanted it to be where people felt comfortable saying, yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but I also work nine to five, and it's helping to build my business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So for an entrepreneur who is just starting out and does not have a platform, how how can he or she increase his or her visibility and connections to grow sales? The number one thing people say is social media, but there is also a way offline to build your business. I've found that in recent months, the power of networking has been far more beneficial than my social media platform. I've attended several events, and um, people who've met me have been telling other people, which I'm surprised to hear about, and people are like, oh, I've heard about black women moguls, and it's only been four months in. So um, we shouldn't underestimate the power of networking. 
making those connections in person through emails, even reaching out to maybe a brand you admire and saying thank you for what you do. We appreciate um, all that you've done for um, like putting out information, and you never know what may happen with that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, how frequently would you tell someone to, like, attend, like, a networking event? Um, it's, I guess it would depend on their schedule, but, the, of course, the more you attend, the merrier. Maybe if you're, like, one of the shyer people, you can start off doing once a month and uh, practice your elevator pitch and get accustomed to meeting new people, and then you can extend it maybe twice a month and increase until you see fit. Right, right, definitely, definitely. Now, was there any struggles um, that you had to um, overcome in entrepreneurship? If so, if you don't mind sharing with us what that struggle was and how did you bypass that? Because I know for a lot of people, um, especially those who have a lot of fear based in their dreams, um, it's, it's very important, especially for this platform. Um, I wanted to create that understand transparent moment because, like I always say, probably on every podcast, these entrepreneurs' uh, streets are real. And, (laughs) you know, sometimes every day is not going to be your best day, and then you will have things, past traumas that, you know, also play a factor in you moving forward. So is there anything that you had to personally overcome? And if so, how did you overcome those things? Yes, as you say, it is not easy, and you're gonna over, you're gonna have so many obstacles that want to just hold you back. Um, the number one obstacle I would say was myself. Again, going back to my autoimmune disease, um, I was always a positive person, but once I was diagnosed with that, and for those who do not know, um, for my particular autoimmune disease, it's where um, if I don't take my medicine, I it's very hard for me to walk properly and get up from my chair. So when I was first diagnosed, I didn't know what was going on. And then, of course, that diagnosis came. I was like, oh, gosh, well, people think it's um, contagious or, well, they think I'm old because I can barely walk or move up without feeling pain. So I was putting in so much negativity in my usually positive brain that if I had continued on that path, I would have been depressed. So I realized that, the path that I was going. And so I was like, okay, I need to do something about this before it really starts to affect me. So I started pouring in positivity into myself, saying affirmations until I started to believe it again, and then listening to motivational podcasts. So that was one major struggle that helped me back for a while. Um, and if I had done it sooner, I probably, you know, gotten over that sooner, I probably would have been a lot further than I maybe later in life. But it also was important for me to have that experience. So now I can relate to others. And it's just, like I said before, it's just amazing to see how many people come up to me and say, I can relate. Um, The second thing I would have to say is, again, my target market. The target market goes into so many other things. It helps you to define your offer. It helps you to find your brand identity and your message to um, speak directly to your audience. And so those were my top two, I would have to say. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And you're very strong um, to, you know, be able to even change your mindset, shift your mindset to say, okay, I see I'm going into, like, this deep, dark hole um, that, you know, 
the thinking that I'm currently thinking is not the right thinking or the type of things that you want to live by. So I definitely commend you for that. Um, now, have you, like, met other people who have, like, the same um, condition as you? If so, like, has that been – have you been able to leverage, like, your story and, like, build a community around it or – Yes. Definitely. Um, I was at an event the other, like maybe a week ago, and uh-huh. I shared my story, and someone came up to me after and said, out of all the speakers, even though she said all of them were great, your story <laughs> resonated with me the most because she was experiencing the exact same thing that wow. I was going through. And so um, she actually follows me on Instagram now, and she'll, uh, I think she'll be attending some events in the future. So that just right. goes to show how when you're authentically yourself, when you speak the truth, when you're transparent about your struggles, people will resonate with that more so than you putting on airs. And um, yeah. in the beginning, I suffered with imposter syndrome because I was like, oh, wait, um, you know, of course, you're pretending like you're you have it all together, but it's okay to not have it all together. That's a part of entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, I definitely love that. And I know for myself, getting clear was some was not something that happened overnight for me. So, I mean, just transitioning into this next question, how can a person move move past like that frustration and confusion in business? I would say, well, first, don't give up because even after you have it together, it still will get confusing and frustrating. But you, um, I say you have to be disciplined because you will not always be motivated. There are even times now where I'm like, oh, I can't do anything at all. But um, And I, I would often get down on myself before and say, oh, you're just so lazy and everything. But right. that's self-care comes um, just because. Yes. <laughs> just because you are not doing something in this moment, it doesn't make you a failure. Sometimes you just right. need to step back, take a break, and continue forward. And if your first strategy doesn't work, just try a different method to get to your ultimate goal. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I love that answer. Now, the question most people are probably here for is how can, how can you build a profitable business in just four weeks? Okay. Well, takes a lot of work. You, like I said, you have to be disciplined. But I have what I call the Savvy Mogul business model. And so okay. each week you take a new um, approach to your business. So week one would be finding your target audience, making sure that um, – and it would take a while to get, like, the surveys, but at least doing your, your due diligence for your initial research about finding who your target audience is – what their pain points are, their preferences, and everything. And if you already have a business, that's even better because you can reach out to existing customers to see what their experience is. Right. So step two would be um, creating your offer, and that goes back into what your audience wants. Um, a lot of people think that they know what their um, that offer appeals to their audience, but sometimes it really doesn't. So once you align what your audience wants with your offer, you in, uh, make your brand more irresistible. Right. Final um, number three is creating your brand identity, and that's basically how you connect with your audience, the message you share, and what resonates with them as far as what you're trying to um, compel them to buy and what they're what you uh, want to say. So building a brand is basically um, your brand identity is how people perceive you when you're not in the room. Right. And then finally, enhancing your visibility. So, of course, that's also, um, even though I mentioned networking, 
of course, can do it through social networking, social media, and um, like uh, one thing that I use right now a lot are Facebook groups. And I, I mean, of course, you're um, in the past I've used it, but not to this degree of where I'm actually looking at different Facebook business pages, and they have all of these. Um, ways where you can post about your business and post about your products, and people are actually saying, hey, go follow me on social media. So um, a lot of people's business pages have been boosted just off of sharing their social media. So that's how I've been doing it um, recently. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, is this course a four-week course, or, like, how do they go as far as, like, the modules? It's okay. So um, there are two different types of um packages. One is the four-week course where they'll get actually support from myself. I'll review. Each week has a homework assignment, so it's guided throughout the four weeks. We just don't leave you hanging um, right. for during that because that's a lot of work and it's such little time, but it's worth it in the end. And so you also get two live Q&A sessions with that as well. But for those who cannot handle the four-week um, accelerator, we do have the self-paced as well. And so with that, you get all of the modules and you still will turn in your homework and I'll review it because we don't want to, you just don't want to have a DIY and not know what you're doing. So we do review right. that still, um, but you just have more time to complete everything. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So um, I did get a chance to read over your site and it looks amazing. One thing you mentioned <laughs> is that, yeah, is that you help improve brand marketing strategies to attract quality followers who become buyers in a matter of days and not months. Now, that stuck out to me because I know a lot of things are out here in the social media world where it's a lot of noise about it takes time, it takes months, it takes years. However, you have said that you're able to attract quality followers in a matter of days. That's amazing. So what does this process look like, and can you explain a little bit more for those who are just, you know, getting familiar with, you know, marketing and branding, what brand marketing is and why it is so important? Yes, definitely. Um, so it goes to your content that you pr- that you produce on your social media. If you're not producing quality content, your per- the person who comes to your page will just look and then keep scrolling past to the next person. And one thing that turns off new followers is when you have too much sales on your page. Right. Um, it should be 80% content that's providing free value and 20% um, sales. And so how I mitigate that is by creating engagement with my um, followers. So one day I might ask them a question. Um, last week we did an affirmation. So I said, I am, and then they were supposed to come at what they were. And so some, someone said powerful, someone said um, whatever that affirmation was for them. Sometimes I ask them questions like, oh, what would you like for us to do next? And so for one of the polls, they said they wanted us to do a mixer. And based off of that, we are doing a mixer. You heard it here, folks. Announcement goes out tonight. We're doing a mixer in September based off of the poll that I created. So um, you just want to make sure that whatever you post is valuable, and then it also at the end it um, ties to your, your initial offer. And each post should have a call to action, whether it's saying, go visit um, the blog site, go sign up for this free course. Everything should have a call to action. Right, right. I love it. 
I love it. And so with that being said, um, call to action. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with the call to action, but what does that process look like for someone? So say, for instance, like if they're just getting started and they've created this freebie, how do they attract these followers um, to their site or to their freebie and um, the content that they have produced? Okay, yes, there are several ways you can drive individuals to your page to sign up for your opt-in. One mm-hmm. example is uh, my opt-in for Black Women Moguls is a free 15-minute branding course. So occasionally I'll post something about about the course itself. Like last week I posted um, just a one-minute snippet of the course and say to learn more about this course or to, excuse me, to um, see the full course, go to the website and sign up. Sometimes I will give a business tip about that's based off the course, and I say learn more about this tip by going to the course. So, again, every the call to action aligns to um, driving people to my website for my initial offer. Yeah, definitely. I love it. So with that being said, Do you feel people should brand their business themselves or both to attract more sales? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, so do you feel people should brand their business themselves or both to attract more sales? Um, Both. Branding is very important to um, your business, and it goes across the board. It's more than just a logo and pretty colors. It has to do with, like I said, the savvy mogul business model. Everything that you do is contributing to your brand. So the important thing to ask is how do you want your brand to be perceived when you're not in the room? How do you want people right. to view what you offer? And, of course, once they see how valuable your business is, they will go and tell others about it. Right. Yeah, I definitely love it. So we're getting close to the end, and you have given some amazing advice. Um, I do have one last question for you. If you could sum up your current journey in one word, what would it be? Evolving, I would have to say. Um, I don't think I've – well, each day is um, brings on a different um, exciting challenge. And so um, I would say evolving because I never know what's coming up next. And it's going to be amazing to see where Black Woman Moguls comes, where it goes in the coming months and then years as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love evolving because that's a never-ending thing, um, especially in entrepreneurship. So um, <laughs> any last words or advice you would like to give? If no, how can they find you and support you? Or do you have any upcoming events that they can support you at? Okay. Um, I would um, say for my last advice is to don't give up on your dreams. It takes time to build a profitable brand, but if you're persistent, it will come. And if you follow the Savvy Mogul business model, finding your your offer, finding your brand identity, your followers will eventually translate into uh, paying customers. And people can keep up with me by following us at blackwomanmoguls.com, or excuse me, that's the website, blackwomanmoguls.com, and then we're at blackwomanmoguls on Instagram. And we do have two upcoming events. Next week is um, the Mogul Code, which, of course, you are speaking on Monday. We're so excited and can't wait for you to hear our followers. I can't wait. I know. We're so excited. And in September, we are hosting Making Mogul Moves, where we are featuring Siobhan Riggins of Curl Kalan, who has provided 
who has sold 2 million curls worldwide to women of color for um, crochet braids as well. And oh, wow. that will be an evening. I know. That's amazing. That will be an evening of networking, branding strategies, and each woman will leave with one strategy to, one strategy to implement in their business. Wow, yeah. I love it. I love it. And I just want to thank you again for being a part of today's episode. All the show notes, um, information on how to connect with Avery and her businesses will be available in the show notes. As always, Avery, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. You have been so motivating and inspiring and have given us a lot of insight on things that I can implement, and I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners a lot of our listeners can implement as well. So listeners, remember to subscribe to www.instantjoypodge.com for upcoming episodes. Again, our Posh Pads Atlanta retreat is happening August 31st, 2019. Come out and learn how to get crystal clear on how to scale your business. We will have social media workshops, brand strategy sessions, affirmations, and manifestation sessions, and to close brunch at one of the hottest spots in downtown Atlanta. Also take advantage of our one-hour strategy and planning call by signing up today. Today is actually the last day that we will be accepting coaching calls, so use Posh Talk Podcast to receive a special discount. During this call, you will gain the creativity and clarity to launch your dream project, marketing strategies, and identifying market opportunities. Again, you can book online at www.instantlyposh.com. Lastly, our 90-day dream course is now live. Sign up to receive private intense coaching as well as 24-7 support. You will learn how to ditch the worker's mentality, the key to running your business like a CEO, social media strategies, and lastly, when to scale, how to sell and grow. We thank you again for listening, and until next time, have a high-vibe, intentional week. Thanks, Avery. Thank you so much. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.